Hello, I'm Jada, and welcome to the Soul Via Soul podcast, where we chat about all things wellness, mind, body, and soul. I'm a medically trained physician assistant and a licensed professional therapist. So welcome, and let's dive in. My relationship ended as such needed to change where I lived. I lost my job on the day that the relationship ended. You know, here I was 15 years later and I'm facing it again. Also here I was about to turn 60 years old. I knew that it was something that would bring so much healing for you. And it did. It was actually a turning point for me. You helped me with that whole self-love piece to sort of go back to my roots and regain that confidence that I had lost. Yeah. We always have the choice to look in the rearview mirror mm -hmm. or look through the glass ahead of us. Good things are happening as a result of me making a conscious decision to be in that space and be open to the possibilities. So watch out world, here she comes, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Well, today I have Susie with me for so many reasons. Number one, because I adore you and it's just fun to have you come over and chat <laughs> any old time. I adore you too. <laughs> and I think the other real impotence for even just doing these garden chats and, and, and inviting people to come in and talk is to really bring a new perspective of how you have overcome certain things in your life. Now, I know so much about your life and your recent changes, but we've been friends for what, a decade or so? I would say more. More. Mm -hmm. Over so, a decade. Over a decade. So I have been witness to and such an awesome part of your journey just to be walking alongside so many parts of your life. So. Um, that in and of itself is a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. However, I want you to really speak to maybe the last several years. And I think that your story of really just being, and again, sticking to the garden thing, uprooted in your life, planting yourself in a new way, in a new life, and not only growing, but thriving in the midst of all the things that you have had to endure. So if you would feel comfortable sharing parts of your story that you think could help another woman who has been in transition in her life. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, well, first of all, thanks for chatting with me today. <laughs> Always. Um, and also Jada, thank you for being such an important, I'll start crying right away because okay. this is me, right? <laughs> That's okay. Such an important and integral part of my journey. Um, all of the time that we've known each other, but in particular, since I have endured what I have endured in the last year, um, you have been amazing and you have helped me so much in everything that I'm about to say. 
So that's first and foremost. <laughs> um, so yes, my life very unexpectedly changed um, in January of last year. It was precipitated by the end of a very long relationship that I thought was the be all and end all. I thought it would never change. And it wasn't, it wasn't just the relationship that changed. It changed everything in my life. Here's what I mean by that. Um, as I said, my relationship ended. I, as such, needed to change where I lived, my home. I lost my job on the day that the relationship ended. Um, those were the primaries. There were several other layers, as I'm sure everyone can imagine, when those things, major things in your life, change overnight. Kind of like the rug gets ripped out from underneath you, mm -hmm. quite literally. Um, so grateful and thankful that the things that didn't change in my life were my friendships. Um, I'm a people person. I have always been very blessed to have lots of friends and people who adore me just as I do them. So that didn't change, thank goodness, because I needed them more then and now than ever. My beautiful girls, my two girls, my mom, my family, and also the fact that somehow, some way, I had decided to create a side hustle when, you know, before everything changed in my life. So I had that being my critter care, my, my business that I own and operate. I had that already humming before all of these changes occurred. So I was, that was, as I said, my side hustle. I, I mentioned earlier, I lost my main source of income mm -hmm. in my primary job. Um, but all of those other things didn't change. So it was awesome because at least I had sort of a, a base. I had the foundation to allow me to make all of the huge changes that I needed to make in my life as a result of what happened which was definitely a process, as life is. It's a journey, it's a process. So, um, I decided, you know, I, 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 together with you and the other healthcare professional that you ultimately put me in touch with to sort of help me in the very short term, because I was under a, a great deal of stress and trauma. Mm -hmm. So kind of just waking up and figuring out what to do next. Yeah. Where am I going to live? 
how am I going to pay my bills? Um, never having had to face these kinds of challenges before on my own in my adult life. Um, so initially it was just survival. It was just, let me put one foot in front of the other. Let me do my critter care job. Let me take the help and the energy and the love and the support from those around me in order to do these things. Um, and as I mentioned, it's a journey, it's a process. I began to um, sort of heal and figure, figure things out. Um, I found a new place to live, um, again, through your help and the help of my therapist that you led me to. I began to heal and I began to understand and realize that I had a new reality. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so it was time to create that new reality, figure out my new normal, and continue. I adopted a mantra that anyone who knows me knows that my mantra was and still is moving forward. Whatever that meant on that particular day, um, that's what I decided that I was going to do and that I needed to do rather than being a victim. Right. And that's a huge shift because yes. for a hot second, I imagine you wanted to just lay down and have a little party pity party, which we all do at moments. <laughs> well, Jada, I mean, let's be real. There were some pity parties. <laughs> well, as there should have been, because there's, I think, and you, you hit upon a few things I want to touch on. You mentioned the word trauma. And I think that that's an important, um, it's an important word because it is, it is traumatic to go through something like that. And I think sometimes we get hung up on the word trauma is thinking that it's like you survived like a wildfire or something, or yeah. you, you're, you're a survivor of war and it has such a small um, definition. However, the definition is so very broad and this qualifies as being traumatic. And if we look at the, the fundamentals that shifted, it was where you're gonna lay your head down at night how are you going to get your next meal? And who am I? Like you lost your identity in, in three very important key foundational areas of your life. Yeah. And when we have traumatic things like that, that it, it, it absolutely shakes us to our core. Mm -hmm. And it questions who we are. And I'm going to insert a little bit of my own story just for a second, because this is something I think a lot of women can identify is when you lose a relationship in the ways that we both did, um, it really makes you question your worth as a woman, yes. your attractiveness, your, uh, you know, and, and especially as we get older, we tend to be a little more, <clears throat> 
Oh, there's a wrinkle I didn't see. Oh, good heavens. What's that pooch? Where did that come from? That was not there yesterday. Right. <laughs> you know, right. there are, as especially as women in society now, I think any woman can relate as, as we move into, especially our older years, and we have to compete now with younger, uh, we can't, right? So you have to find your strengths in other ways. And I think for a woman who's gone through challenges like that, <clears throat> there's a time that I, and I'm guessing you, and I'm also guessing a whole lot of other women that are going to listen to this that have felt that sting of, I'm not good enough. Right. Right. That was a biggie. Yeah. You know, that was a biggie. Yeah. Like, why not me? Why not me? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't the first time that I faced that question mm -hmm. in my life. I had faced it about 15 years earlier in the end of my marriage. So, you know, here I was 15 years later and I'm facing it again. And also here I was about to turn 60 years old. Mm -hmm. Facing that question and wondering who's going to want me now? That is something that I, uh, as soon as you said that, my whole body like resonated because that's exactly how I felt. And I think that that's exactly what women who have gone through significant breakups feel, especially as we get older. But even when you're young, you can still feel the sting of that. Sure. So I know that I was developing one of my programs at that time, the Iron Butterfly Course on Love. And, um, I put you in that program. Thank you for that. <laughs> and I just said, you just have, what I need. <laughs> you have to do this right now. And I shoved you in that program as a gift. And, um, and it was actually the first time I did that as a, as a group program. And part of the reason I felt so strongly about that is because I identified with so many of the things that you would say in our private conversations about that worthiness piece of of really figuring out like you got to go back out into the world like you still are a young chicken you know I mean you're not a spring chicken but you're not a you're not an old man either I'm not right I'm not I'm I'm not trying to slip on the banana peel yet right, right. so I mean to myself like having to you know put your boots back on and go what okay let me just figure out which is which tail is up or heads are like, where am I? Right. And reinventing that, reinventing yourself, figuring yeah. out, getting to the core of literally loving you. And when I did this kind of work in my own life, it was so transformative that I knew that it was something that would bring so much healing for you. And it did. So it was actually a turning point for me. Talk about that. So you did just exactly what you said, Jada. You, you contacted me and you said, I'm doing this course. It's called Iron Butterfly. I want to gift it to you. You need to be in it. 
And when Jada speaks, I listen. <laughs> so I said, I'm in. What do I have to do? And I participated in the class each week in the format that you had. And it was amazing and wonderful because each week you taught me a lesson about life, about relationships, and mostly about self-love. And the biggest thing I think that I got out of it was I am worthy. Yes, ma'am. Not only am I worthy, but if I live in such a way that I already have the things in my life, including a love interest, including someone to help me fill my time so that I don't feel alone and lonely. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't have it, if I live my life in such a way that I do, because I'm worthy yeah. of that, if I vibrate at that higher level, because God knows I was down here. <laughs> yeah. And that's what the class taught me. Susie, you can't stay down there. You need to come up here because this is where you're good. This is where you need to be. This is you. Yeah. So it helped me go from here to here. And now, just like you said earlier, Jada, it's not just about surviving now. It's about going from here to here. Right. Because now that was my sort of spring off point. Once I made all those decisions, guess what? Things in my life started to happen in a really good and positive way. And that has continued. And I have embraced that because that's what I want in my life. So I began to look at the world differently than I had, you know, a month, two months, three months, six months since the day that my life changed. Right. I just, you know, shifted because of that iron butterfly course, how I viewed the world. And when I came back to you and not necessarily in the course, but just in the course of our relationship and our friendship and made some negative comment about this, that, or the <laughs> other thing, you would remind me that, you know, that's down here. That's, that's a lower vibration, right? Like that's not you anymore, Susie. Right. You need to remember that you're living in such a way that you have everything that you need. You are worthy. Yeah. You helped me with that whole self-love piece to sort of go back to my roots and regain that confidence that I had lost. Yeah. And I love that you said regain that because when I look at you, like you may not even know this, even though I have a super huge girl crush on you. I mean, you know that. I mean, that's not, we just, we outwardly say that, right? Like, yes. That's just a known. Yep. Um, but I've always, in my mind, when I think of you, I think Susie Sunshine. Like, that's what I think. You even look like Sunshine. So do you. That's why we have a girl crush. <laughs> well, it's your sunglasses. No, no. Two reasons why you're great. Because it's so bright, right? Like, you're so bright. Um, but, but 
you always were that like mm -hmm. other people saw you as sunshine and queen bee i mean like you were always up there and when 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 you doubted who you were it was really just me saying oh no honey no 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 that's not who you are remember remember you're up here and so much of what i do with the cor courses whatever um the courses that i have it's not that i sometimes feel like i teach something new i don't know that i teach anything new i just help women remember who they already are absolutely and we forget that we forget that when the world smacks us in the face and gives us a turns us upside down and inside out correct of course we forget it because there's so many other negative thoughts and vibes and correct so much so much negativity that you could choose right to focus on and go sit in the corner of the room Absolutely. and rock back and forth feeling sorry for yourself right and it's that it's that shift of i'm not a victim yes this happened to me okay that's life things are going to happen to us but we always have the choice to say hmm i'm going to not attach myself to that that thought or that that feeling or that negative uh victim sort of woe is me it's no i i am going to remember i'm going to regain i'm going to relearn that i am divine whole beautiful complete and you know what there are so many that want me i just don't even know who to pick <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> right it's not the who who is going to want me now it's um you can stand in line and the line wraps around the corner <laughs> and i'll entertain some thoughts yeah i mean sure. it I, I definitely did not have that sensation or that feeling initially i right. mean i'll be honest right and it, it like i mentioned earlier it was a process um it was a journey and it took me a while to get to the point where i was like I'm going to have my pick. Absolutely. Right? And but, how does it feel to be to be back vibrating in that oh, space where you so always good. look at life as moving forward? And that's yeah. the thing. Like, we we always have the choice to look in the rearview mirror mm -hmm. or look through the glass ahead of us. And the right. thing is, is the rearview mirror is really little mm -hmm. for a reason. Yeah. And the front mirror is, you know, the, the windshield is wide. Yep. Our focus needs to always be looking forward, moving forward. Where am I going? Not where I've been. Because that's that's where anxiety and, and depression and sadness live. Because that's not ever going to be present moment. Take me forward to my new fabulous life. It's in the past. Right. Right. So, again, anyone who knows me like you do, Jada, knows that that's not the kind of person that I am. I, I don't. I'm not and never will be a person who feels sorry for myself for too long. Yep. Um, I have a lot of living left to do. So at some point after the Iron Butterfly course, I decided to leave that in the past and embrace the fact that my life has changed. And I've got this blank canvas now. Mm -hmm. 
and it's so beautiful that it's a blank canvas yeah because now i get to paint it the way that i want to amen that was very exciting yeah it was very freeing yep it was super cool yeah and i have done just that since then so i decided what i wanted um and just to you know hit on a, a few touch upon a few of those when my life changed as you know i lost my my home where i lived which i had created what i felt was a beautiful and comfortable and welcoming space i was very sad to lose that so i recreated it mm -hmm. somewhere else yeah. um i went from a large home to a very small home because apartment home because of necessity due to all the changes in my life but i didn't let that stop me i created a homey and beautiful and comfortable space because i know i knew that i needed that foundation Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of the first thing that I did. And then in terms of my relationship, I spent a lot of time with myself initially, a lot of time alone. And in, on some days, on some nights, lonely. Mm -hmm. But you helped me with that too, Jada. You, and, you know, you told me that I, it was something that I needed to learn how to do to be more comfortable being alone and just knowing in my heart that if I was doing all the good work that I was doing and I continue to do in terms of moving forward, that it didn't have to be forever. Yeah. So I'm so happy to say that I now do have a relationship in my world as well. It's fairly new, but it's amazing and awesome. That's awesome. And it took me, you know, spending a fair amount of time, as I said, alone, mm -hmm. working on myself and figuring out kind of what, not just about relationships, but everything, like just cleaning up the mess, literally purging stuff that didn't fit in my new, mm -hmm. you know, one bedroom home, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. All of the things to yeah. get to the point where I felt like I had the mental and physical space to be present to a new relationship. Yeah. And guess what? It happened. And that's key because one of the things we talk about on the Iron Butterfly literally is that the getting rid of the negative like clothes, the negative uh, items, the, the things that have negative heavy energy. Like you can't bring in a new relationship if you have a closet full of like stuff. Like energetically, you need to have room to accept a new love. You yeah. need to have the space in your heart to accept something new, which means you've got to get rid of and let go of the old. Things that no longer serve you. Things that no longer serve you. That's what resonated in my mind so many times. Yeah. That you would, another lesson that you taught me, that I needed to get rid of things and maybe people in my life and thoughts about the people in my life <laughs> yes um that no longer served me i needed to let them go so that i had more i was more open to receive one of the things that's so challenging susie and um 
you mentioned, which was sitting alone. Yes. That's hard because here's what we want to do in society. We don't like the uncomfortable. It's, it's a human nature that when we feel something uncomfortable, we want to move away from it. Sure. We're like, oh, that's sharp. I'm not going to. No, that's uncomfortable. Let me just go over here. I don't want to feel that sadness. So I'm just going to eat a bag of potato chips instead. And then I'll feel better. <laughs> so part of what I hope I encourage you to do, and I hope I, I know I did it when I went through my own healing which was to sit with that and not only sit with it, but to lean into the uncomfortable because having those moments where you're sad and you cry, having those thoughts where you feel the uncomfortable, the, the, the pang in your gut where you just feel such pain. Now I'm talking about me, but yeah. um, you speak to what was it like to sit with the uncomfortable and let yourself feel it instead of pushing it down, pushing it away, not, which is so, it's so common. Yeah, it was hard. There were times that it was really hard. Mm -hmm. um, but what I did, my coping mechanism for it was give myself grace. So if it was, you know, one of those nights, it would usually happen at night because during the day I would keep myself busy. Sure. My business, my friends, et yeah. cetera. Um, but if I didn't have plans at night, it would sometimes hit me, right? Yeah. That here I am alone and I've got all this stuff still to sort of deal with. Physical stuff and emotional stuff. So I, the way I dealt with it was, I guess, maybe twofold in that I gave myself grace, as I said. And what I mean by that is if I just felt like it was maybe a day or a time that I just couldn't, didn't want to, didn't have the desire or the physical energy to do it, I would just go to sleep because sleep is restorative. It is. And guess what? The sun comes up the next day <laughs> and yes. it's a new day and you're not as tired and, yep. you know, you get a blank canvas again. Mm -hmm. That helped me. Um, another thing that helped me is if maybe I wasn't in that space, but I was still surrounded by stuff. Again, part of my process was to try to continue to purge stuff, yeah. physical stuff. So that I didn't feel so bogged down yeah. and <clears throat> under the bus by past belongings that, yeah. you know, I went, as I mentioned earlier, from a large home to a postage stamp, one bedroom apartment, and I had all of the things from my life. So I had to physically figure out what to do with my stuff. So sometimes I would try to make myself feel better and helped to be purging stuff. Yeah during those times when I'm alone. Let me use this time to do something productive, yeah. to feel like I'm making some sure. headway in terms of moving forward. And then the last coping mechanism that I had was far and away the one that I gravitate to the most, which is let me go be with some people. <laughs> That's good though. <laughs> you know, so I, I knew for myself, I had yeah. to have a balance yeah. between 
being alone and being okay with being alone and learning how to do it and doing all the things that I needed to do, but also just balancing that with being around people, whether they're my friends, my family, or people that I don't even know. You know, I, I wouldn't go to people. I go to plants. I know that's a difference (laughs) between you and I. Right. I talk to the plants and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, hello. Do you want to hear what's going on in my heart today? OK, great. Let me just go ahead and tell you. <laughs> and then, of course, let's not forget that I do have the animals. You do. I, so, yeah. Talk- I don't have any animals myself. Right. But so so you have Susie's Critter Care. I do. So for anyone who's looking for pet care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was what I mentioned earlier. Right. When we first started talking, my side hustle that I somehow had the, you know, I don't know. It, it came to me. Yeah. Back in 2019, I created this little pet sitting business called Susie's Critter Care, and I did it as a way to spend more time with animals and make a few extra bucks when I became an empty nester um, and my girls were sort of grown and gone. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, working full-time plus at that time, but I wanted a way to bring some more joy into my life. Wow. And I'm going to just, I'm going to back up for one hot second because you said it came to me. Yeah. So part of, part of, um, doing your, your soul's work, part of being in alignment with yourself, uh, again, it's something I kind of teach, but you're very intuitive. And so cultivating intuition was not something that you needed a whole lot of coaching on because you already kind of had that piece, even that's probably why we're friends is because like we talk without saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We relate in that way. Yes. Um, but part of that was it came to me. So, so, and, and now you can see why, like sometimes when the universe drops things into our lap, we're like, really, I don't know. Okay, whatever. I'm going to roll with it. Like you didn't, you trusted it. You left, you led with that. You let it, take you where it went and it ended up being what propped you up right to get you to the next step in your life and that's speak to intuition and listening to the call way back then when when this dropped into your heart yeah you know when it did happen um i didn't know why i didn't really know why it just sort of came to me it dropped in as you put it jada um and again i've always been an animal lover so it made sense to me because of that, as well as the fact that, um, you know, who doesn't maybe want a couple of extra pennies jingling around in their pocket every month? <laughs> and, you know, who also doesn't want a little bit more joy in their day-to-day life, right? Yes. And, and animals have always brought me so much joy, yes. but lifestyle back then did not support me having my own. Yeah. So it was just, was a natural thing that just, I had this thought and I was like, wow, I I need to do this. And truth be told, I was already doing it. I was already, you know, we had, I had this other business and people have animals and occasionally they need help with their animals. (laughs) So I was already sort of doing it just organically inside of my other business. And then one day I just, the light bulb went on and went, And I went, well, why don't I just create a business around this? A little side hustle, if you will. And so that's how it was born. And I I just listened to it and I just went with it and it felt right. That's how I created Sylvia Soul. Right. It was, it dropped in and I was like, what? 
okay, that sounds cool. Yeah. Let's roll with it. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And it ended up being one of the sources that saved my life. Yeah. Um, and to, it has grown since all of the changes that occurred in my life. Mm -hmm. Probably sixfold. Wow. Since I left my old relationship. Wow. Um, at that time, I started with just little old me, myself, and I. At that time, when the changes occurred, it was me and one other gal that is definitely my right arm and part of the secret of my success in my business. Mm -hmm. She's still with me. And I have added seven others. Good heavens. Good heavens. Look so at it's, you. It's this, been amazing. Susie, this is, this, is, this is not just my life turned upside down. I'm going to go over here and just replant myself. This is my life turned upside down. I'm going to fall deeply in love with myself. I'm going to go over here and plant myself. And now I'm not going to just grow a little bit. I'm going to bust out and thrive. So that's exactly right, Jada. What I decided though, and this was a conscious decision as well, is the first year. This happened, my changes happened in January. So last year was about moving forward. It was about figuring out my new normal. It was about surviving. It was about healing. It was about moving forward, getting better. Yes. My conscious decision was, okay, I've done that. I've done a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling pretty damn good. <laughs> so now let me figure out how to take it to the next level because I'm not just a survivor. Yes. Like I want, I live in such a way that I want to make some stuff happen. Right. I want to live life to the fullest. Yes. And so this year, uh, what I decided is you're number two. Now it's time to, to thrive. So being a garden chat, you know, I'm going to find a way to circle this back to the plant. Of course. You're like a perennial. You know why? Why? I'm going to tell you. Okay. When you plant a perennial, the first year, they call it, the first year it sleeps. Hmm. It's getting its roots growing. It's, it's anchoring itself in yeah. its new place and it's sinking down in and getting the lay of the land, right? Mm -hmm. You think it's sleeping, but it's actually doing a lot of healing, internal, mm -hmm. deep work on a root level that no one can really see. Right. The second year, guess what it does? It blows the roof no. off. No. Oh. <laughs> what does it do? It creeps. Oh. The second okay. year, it creeps. It starts to send out a few little like tendrils of, all right, we like it where we are. We're rooted in our truth. We're going to start growing a little bit, but not, we're just going to grow a little bit. We're going to grow a little bit. We're going to get a look around. We're going to get more anchored in our truth. And then you know what year three is? Yes. Year three, it leaps. Okay. So it sleeps, it creeps, and then it leaps. Interesting. So you're like a perennial. So if so, I using that analogy, then <laughs> there's even more ahead exactly. for me. Exactly. So watch out year three because <laughs> Susie Sarah is about to leap into her gorgeous, blossoming, beautiful, gorgeous. Did I say gorgeous? Already? You did, but you can say it again. <laughs> Fabulousness. So watch out world. Here she comes. Right? Absolutely. That's where I feel like I'm at now. And like I mentioned earlier, good things are happening as a result of me making a conscious decision to be in that space and be open to 
the possibilities. So the blank canvas is no longer blank. Um, it's about half painted mm -hmm. now. Because um, you're creeping. I'm creeping, right? I guess I'm creeping. But you're getting ready to leap. Yeah. The leap is coming. It's coming. I feel it. I, I feel, feel it, it in my bones. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's, you, you actually taught me something in this talk, Jada, because I thought I already leaped. I thought I already leaped. Like, I thought, not that I think the sky, you know, that I'm already at the, the limit. Yeah. But I wasn't thinking in terms of, I'm just creeping right now. Like, things are good. Things are humming along. There's good stuff happening, but there's way more ahead. Susie, you're going to leap. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm super excited I'm about that. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And you're helping me with it. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Susie. You're so welcome. Oh.